Hello folks, how are you doing? Dalton here, just coming on to say a few words before episode two of You're Not Listening with Mary Coughlin and Alton Conlon comes on. Just to let you guys know, thanks for listening last week and thanks for all the feedback. I know the levels were a bit low last week, let's hope they're a little louder this week. But we're finding our feet with this. So basically we've recorded the first four episodes so I'm just after listening back to this one that's coming up, the second episode, which we did weeks ago, and I can't remember half of it. So I had to jot down a little note as it was going along to, you know, right into the uh, description of this podcast, this episode. So, um, yeah, thanks for all the feedback. It's up on a lot of platforms. I'm waiting for it to come up on the Apple podcast uh, platform, It's but it's up on Spotify. I don't think it's up on the Alexa one yet. Alexa, play You're Not Listening with Alton Conlon and Mary Coughlin. Didn't quite get that. You see? Say that again. It's okay, Alexa. It's not there yet. So, basically, I live alone with Alexa and, and Kitty and Dominic, the two cats. So, okay, these are all pre-recorded so far, but we're catching up on ourselves. So, she's still talking to me. So, um... Excuse us if it, some of the stuff sounds a little dated, and by date it's just a few weeks old. But anyway, look at guys, like and subscribe if whatever platform you're listening on. Give us a review because we're learning as we go along. But I think all them things makes make a difference. If you share uh, the podcast on your socials, if you share it by text with family, on email with family, on WhatsApp groups, let people know myself and Mary are doing this podcast. Okay. Chat to you later. Enjoy it. Bye. To the God where we Do you need a click for the podcast? What the fuck? I'm joking. We're recording now. Do you want me to edit out the fuck? Not. Do you want me to edit out the fuck? Oh, fuck. I'd, I'd be busy, wouldn't I? You would, yeah. If I was editing them out. Listen to that. That lovely. lovely, yeah. That's not actually... Um, that's not noise on the... One of the wires. That's the rain. That's the rain falling softly. The Galway rain falling softly on the roof of the recording <laughs> studio in a Hasgra. Well, I'm glad you didn't call it a shed. Why would I call it a shed? You called it a shed last week. Did I? Yeah. Sorry. No, I corrected you. Did you? Okay, well, I it's, corrected it's not you last a shed. Week. It's very far from it. It's lovely. I want one. Yeah, it's kind of got a nice... Uh, it's got a nice feel to it, the wood, doesn't it? And a great smell, yeah. Yeah, although I'm blocked today now. Well, no. <laughs> I am. I've a, it doesn't sound right, Alton. I have a rip-roaring allergy to dust mites. That's what the specialist told me. Oh, yeah, that was actually what he said, rip-roaring allergy to dust well, mites. Let it rip thereby. <laughs> <laughs> Unblock yourself. <laughs> oh, so this is the second podcast and okay. we've, we've run out of stuff to talk about. We'll never run out of stuff to talk about. Like just one look at the newspapers today and there's plenty of stuff to talk about, but we're not going there, are we? Go on. What? You should go anywhere you want. Ah, just so fed what, up. What, what are you, what, I didn't see the paper you saw. What, what's in it? Oh, just as a report there, that, that uh, programme that humiliates people by um, making them stand around in their underwear and getting weighed every week, got uh, €263,000 from the health uh, department. 
in RTE or from got, got two hundred and sixty three thousand from the HSE um, towards making their program when they should have been just giving it to carers and nurses during COVID. It was for twenty one and twenty two. It's like what program is that? The, what's it called? Operation Operation Transformation. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Operation accumulation. Operation, yeah, it's like unbelievable. I I I know people who are carers and who 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 need money and respite. And imagine what a quarter of a million would do for them. Like, oh god, just give them all a few bob. Like, well, even on a more fundamental level, I think when I heard about that show a couple of years ago and I saw like whole towns were kind of getting out and walking together and even stuff. I'm like, why do you fucking need that to be told to get out for a walk in the evening? Why can't you just put on your runners? And decide, I'm going to go for a walk. I know. Or go for a swim. Like it's taking away all personal responsibility as well. Like, you know, I mean, we had a great walk here yesterday, didn't we? We needed 8Ks. Yeah. Through the woodlands. Oh, we forest bathing. We were forest bathing. <laughs> and the no, floor I'm sorry. I'm sorry. of the forest. But that's another little pet peeve I have. I what? mean, forest bathing. Well, we took a walk. Well, I'm just. I mean, I'm, I know, but what a fucking load of bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, yeah, we walked through the forest <laughs> and the. Bed of moss. Maybe we shouldn't have been walking there, but it was it was virgin territory as far as I was concerned. Yeah, I know what you mean. Nobody yeah. had walked on that for years. There wasn't. Uh, and actually, I looked behind me as we were walking along and we didn't leave any footprints because the moss just sprung back up. Maybe again. it wasn't virgin territory then. Oh, yeah. Well, but um, I do have quibbles with like sea swimming, like it's swimming. Yeah. Do you know what other the ones are there? is there wild walking <laughs> wild water swimming wild wild water is that another one there's yeah. a few of them going around it's i think they put these names on them so they can charge for in some shape or form or make a brand out of it <coughs> well, there's people. so like forest bathing is the same i mean yeah i know i know they do and they charge for it and all and jump i mean for how many years water. have people been going through forests <laughs> <laughs> or or swimming in the sea. Oh come on now, we it's can't. It's not like it's a new all. thing. But there's a few things. Sell a I few remember... dry robes though. What? Sells a few dry robes. The dry robes. My son made a dry robe for himself <laughs> during COVID. Himself and John made a dry robe. How <laughs> 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 so <laughs> machine. They they got to some... the work. Well, yeah, he wore it once. <laughs> Which is about anybody who's twenty three that invents something. And he rubbed it up on the sewing machine. He wore it a few times when he went swimming, yeah. That's hilarious. How do you make a dry roll? Because it must be... He just made a big poncho and dry lined it with a towel. (laughs) Lined it with a towel, but it was very fancy on the outside, yeah. Okay, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Who cares if it does the job? Oh, that is funny. That is funny. Hey, you were talking to me yesterday about um, Woodlawn House. Well, yeah. Because we, I, I live in a gate lodge here and it's like Castle Gower House so we went walking down by Castle Gower oh, House. Stop the lights. So Woodlawn House is a mad one, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, I, I I saw it once. Um, my sister lives down near, lives in Woodlawn, near Woodlawn. And um, we walked up there one evening and I was doing an album called The House of Ill Repute um, in 2007-2008 which is basically deals with uh, there's 11 or 12 songs on the album and they're all about women in various states of addiction and abuse and addiction because of their abuse and, you know, really, and song on about sex trafficking and pornography. And they're all, so my original idea was to have like 12 rooms in a house and 12 songs, women singing those songs, you know. So um, Eric Visser, the a guy who produced it and I've been working with all my life, 
said we should go into Lily's Bordello and I said no not that kind of a house of ill repute Eric it has to be a really really dark dark place Although so we Lily's, came to Lily's was a house of ill repute. ill repute yeah well I mean reputedly I mean reportedly <laughs> we can't say that but okay. um, oh, right, sorry. I, I'm on to down, I down, down at heel, down at heel, just this miserable place where women were, you know, laying on beds, crawling the walls, you know, okay. variously imprisoned. So we went to Woodlawn House and we did a shoot there, which was unbelievable. That's Steve May did it. He used to be in the band Cuckoo Savant. Oh, yeah. And he did the most incredible pictures, but it was creepy as anything walking around. Yeah. But all the pictures turned out really creepy as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, a, he shot it's, a, lot it's a creepy place. I said that to you. I w- went walked around it a few years ago. I know, yeah, I but got it was the like, fucking wit. It was amazing me, for that reason. You yeah, know? okay, but but ooh. then we ended up going to um, an even creepier place, which was where the brothers were retired to from the Presentation College in Bray. So we went into their old house. My God! So if you buy the House of a Repute album, the inside booklet has twelve pages of various rooms in that house, which okay. are. So it took on a whole new meaning, you know. I didn't, you know, I mean, that's the way my head works, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Woodlawn House is... How many days in the year? 365. That's how many windows are in Woodlawn House. Oh, wow. That's well reported around here. There's a window for every day of the year. Uh, they were very far ahead of themselves. They had uh, central heating. They had... Um, they Jesus, just had ba- that, that basically cost a few quid. They had coal, I suppose, that they had yeah, going, yeah. but they had pipes running through the house. And they had pipes running out to a... An orangery, and uh, they grew lemons and oranges and grapefruits there. They had a, a glass house, mm. and they were growing their own fruit when nobody, I mean, obviously nobody in Ireland was growing oranges and lemons. And they had this huge pit dug in the ground and lined with Connemara marble. And a fella used to go up to Dublin once a month and bring down an ice block as big as a house and put it into the thing, and they used to keep the food fresh. Yeah, I've been around that whole area and all the houses all around the area are amazing because they must have been all staff. Staff houses, yeah. Yeah, incredible. And then you've got the train station. Yeah, well, that's... That was put there purposely for them. To bring her to church. To bring her to church. Wow. Yeah, used to stop outside the local... Where where did she go to church? On on the train? Some Church of Ireland place, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't think they'll be doing up Woodlawn House unless somebody has a pretty, pretty penny. Somebody does have, there's a con, a con, what do you call them things? Pretty penny. A conglomerate, a, what's that, is that the word? Do you know the way we're talking about writing songs together, we should keep notes, Pretty Penny would be a great Pretty penny. title for a song. Would it? <laughs> Told you. Will I write that down, Mary? <laughs> do yeah. <laughs> pretty Penny. But they had um, a group of doctors I know have come together to buy it and they're looking for planning permission to open up a health spa down there. They'll have a, a room for 365 days of the year. Maybe Operation Transformation might... Open a spa there. <laughs> huh? Stop now, we get sued. Would we? Well, I don't care, I don't care. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. You mean they might take my cabin? No, they might start writing about us in the newspapers. Well, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be good. No, there's no such do you, thing do, as do you used bad to say, publicity. Is there, though? I don't know. Huh? I've had enough of it in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder though, is that is that changed as well? Do you know there's there's no such thing as bad publicity? I think since Twitter and the internet, there is certainly such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, but I mean, since cancel culture, we'll say. Oh, stop it! We can't go there. Okay. No, but I'm just saying cancel culture in general. I mean, um, that's not good publicity, is it? No, and and that's a relatively new thing, isn't it? That's like in the last five thing, years. Yeah. yeah. Cancel culture. We won't go there. So where will we well, go? 
So we've been to Woodlawn House. We've been to the. We've been forest bathing. Um, I was thinking a good segment we could do for. Uh, we need to figure out this podcast as it goes along, and I was saying last week we watched Come Home. That was. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I was saying. Not to, only did we watch one episode, <laughs> we watched three. But I think it'd be great if you you watch TV every week, don't you, or a movie. I watch something every yeah. I Same set here. aside a day off for myself. So we should re- we should review something, and and the review is just going to be either. Don't watch it. Yeah, or watch it. Watch it. Okay, come home was. Don't watch it. Okay. Um, what about the diplomat? I'm liking that. Yeah, no. I, love, I love your one. She was in the Americans. <laughs> yeah. You know. Watch it. Watch it. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. let's move watch on. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> watch it. Okay. Watch it, don't Just watch, watch it. it now. Just watch it. Oh, yeah. watch it. Oh, yeah, watch it. You watch it. <laughs> you watch it. <laughs> I wonder, does everybody get that? Is that a Galway thing? Of course they... I don't know, but Is they don't watch it. Thing? No, no, but you know, if, if, if you met somebody on the street and they were bad mouth and you're behind your back... You watch it, said, it You now. watch it. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> anyway. Watch it. Watch it. Okay. So what else? I I I'm. Um, well, I think we should tell people what we're doing. Absolutely, but okay. we, we're not fully sure what we're doing. We're, we're not we're, fully we're, sure what we're doing. But we've done some stuff so far. Clearer. We've done. Some I stuff. I'm forty years in the business uh, next year, and I'm drawn, and I have started to write a lot in my notebook about Galway scenes, you know, and. And, you know, years ago when I used to be drinking and I couldn't go to sleep at night, I'd be in the horrors. I used to recite the names of all the roads in Chantella and all of the people who lived in Ash Road, 44 houses. I knew every single name in every single house, trying to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I've been, I mean, there isn't a time that I don't come to Galway now and I go, I, I have my own rat runs around the town that nobody else knows so I don't get stuck in traffic, you know. And there's stories about every single part of the town. I had a boyfriend once and he climbed over the um, Samuel Bridge to pick a flower for me that I saw growing there on Valentine's Day. That was dangerous. That was dangerous. But it was like, wow. Which is the Salmon Weir Bridge? The big one, Alton, in the middle of the town. Going over to the church. Yeah. D- they built a new one lately. A walk yeah, a walking one. one okay. yeah. So he climbed out on the... Where? And climbed out over the bridge Ooh. to pull out a, a flower that was grown. God, you wouldn't want to fall into that river. No, but that's not the point. You're not listening to me. Right. <laughs> it's... um. There's a song for you. Oh, Anyways, like... it's just full of memories. So I want to get back to Galway. That's why I'm here with you every week uh, recording songs that you wrote that like affect me deeply. Um you know that I have listened to them over the years, like, and that's I wrote to you the first time I heard the lumberjack, the lumberjack, you and me. We recorded that <clears throat> this morning. We did, yeah, and it's. I think it's great. Oh, I, th- I think I and can't I get have, over it. Yeah, and, it sounds beautiful. So we should tell as well that Jimmy Higgins, um, has went came in on percussion, and Mihal came in yesterday. Mihal. Yeah. And so we had we've had a couple of lovely days here in your in your cabin, your log cabin, which is a beautiful studio, a lovely sound in it. And we're just banging ideas out like, like, like we used to years ago. Like go- it's almost was, like people hanging around. I was going around. to say it's like we're kind of there's a teenage vibe off it enough. Yeah. We've come together just to play Garage music. band. Yeah. So it's, well, we're not. I'm I'm an old age pensioner now. No, but I mean <laughs> an old age pensioner. It's, it's kind of nice that everyone came yesterday 
in goodwill like with just we can't promise what's Open exactly hearts. happening here yeah and everybody just wanted to play music and then we went for a walk and you know um I, I don't know but personally i don't get to do that much anymore even yeah. though i'm a full-time musician because it's usually online or emails and phones going yeah and, yeah and, it was just and so it's lovely. never it was always just like, about the music anymore no just the walk yesterday up to and meeting your old neighbors like i mean god they're just like just community old community community, yeah. community has become very important to me you know as well just how do you just give it not well okay like just like i mean during covid i got to know more people that lived around me than ever before, you know. But like in Same Galway here. years ago when I was growing up in Chantilly, we knew every single person on, on the whole estate. Like, it has so many roads. Yeah. And, we, and everybody knew everyone going to school and everyone knew everyone in town. You'd go to the market on Saturday and you'd always meet somebody you know and mm. it's just all gone. I think, you know, I was saying that to you too yesterday, you know, uh, immediate family and people living in your house, of course, that's important. But they, I think I read somewhere in the last few months that the real research into kind of quelling loneliness and isolation is community. It's not. Sure, that woman came here. It's not the night. people within inside the four walls. Yeah, Lily, my neighbour Lily, Lily Frisbee, came in with eggs. She saw, she saw out the photo. Yeah, she Jam. saw the, the photograph I posted of it yesterday on Facebook, and she saw it. And we were just settling in last night after the day's work, and next thing she arrived at the door with. Warm, oh, warm brown warm bread, bread out, out of the, the oven. oven. Raspberry jam that she eggs. just potted and yeah. eggs, which we had Straight everything for our breakfast this morning. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like that sense of, and those uh, guys that work for the big house, like yeah, Darren, crack with Jim. them. Like, yeah, I know. Yesterday evening. It's yeah. amazing. Anyway. Well, James, my neighbour, lives two doors down and he'll knock on the window at eight or nine most evenings and go, come on, we're going for a walk. Mm. And that, and I'd be sitting there that evening watching telly half in a stupor, half depressed. And I'd be going, I don't want to go anywhere. I'd be saying to myself. And as soon as he knocks and I walk out the door, I thank him. Yeah. Because it's that kind of thing. You do have to yeah. have to spend time with people in the vicinity and you have to get out. And uh, I think it's majorly lacking around the country. I mean, when I moved here to Ahaskrit, the first time in many years, because I lived in Galway, I lived in Oran Moor and Clare and Bridge, but then places don't they don't chat to their neighbors no, as much no. so this is old school when i arrived out here they were all asking questions there's a kind of nosiness that you appreciate yeah yeah well it's interest as well yeah nosy. we should call it nosiness but they want to know about you yeah they yeah, were delighted to see me yesterday no harm. we're wondering what we were all doing down here oh yeah and like if i was gone for a couple of days and a van pulled up they'd ring me to go to this there's somebody meant to be at your you know yeah it's that kind of thing as well you, you, there's no there's no sense of isolation here well that's that's really good and i think people in the city can feel isolation in built you up feel like, um, i the loneliest place i ever was in was in new york you know i, was I did an same. album over there and i stayed in a little flat on christopher street and I was just so lonely and I would walk out every evening and see all these people just smoking crack out of Coca-Cola tins and like, what the hell is this about? You know, I didn't even know about crack at the time. It was that album, The Long Honeymoon. Well, the only crack, you, like C-R-A-I-C, that crack. The only crack you get here is great crack. <laughs> I mean, it's just, we had such fun yesterday, like, really, you know. I can hear um, The Long Honeymoon, because you played us a song yesterday off that um these, These boots, boots are, are meant for walking. walking. What an amazing take, take on it. Take on it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's it. I, I've, you know, worked with a few producers over the years and I I, I only ever wanted to work with Eric and, and Warner Brothers wanted me to try other people because they wanted, you know, a return on their investment, you know, and all that stuff, which didn't really work out for them. 
and then they drop you like when it doesn't work but they, they introduced me to Pete Lannister who's really uh, become a really 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 good friend stayed at his house loads of times and we recorded the last album there and we wrote a lot of stuff I'd go over there during the week and we'd write down lots of words you know and I'd go back a couple of weeks later and Pete would have the music done you know Mm. And it was uh, it was a great experience uh, for both of us, and we finished it in twenty nineteen. We finished it actually, and we I came home to do the cover, and I was in the airport. It was late February. I was coming down to I had to come home because I was doing the town hall on the last day of uh, you know the extra the leap year. Okay. The twenty ninth. Yeah. And the what year was that? Twenty twenty. Leap year twenty twenty, and then we had the whole. So next year that'll done. next year that'll be a year ago. Huh? Next next year that'll be. Yeah, a year yeah. Ago. The whole thing was done, like, and uh, ready to go, and COVID hit. You know. Anyway, we're we're talking about doing some other stuff, and I'm doing some stuff here with you, and I just feel I wanted to mark the forty years, you know, and and do something really personal and and. Uh, something that means more to me than like when I did the last album I needed and I wanted to do something that would get a lot of airplay you know yeah and got it it got in the charts the iTunes charts all over the place number one in New Zealand and Australia and I got into the charts in England and couldn't even get the late late shot <laughs> but let's not talk about that uh. But anyways, so I don't that means nothing anymore yeah it's but it, like we said last week on this uh, we podcast that I think everything has gone into everybody has their own little niche now and yeah. there's no really the, the gatekeepers mm. are kind of one by one being extinguished well that's no harm no no and it's well, it's a it's a plus and a minus I think I mean it's harder to get to a bigger audience now with everything but um, you can still get to a quality audience I think and that's more important well that's why I love what you're doing and the amount of people that have said it to me in the past couple of months what you're doing with the cafes and going around to, into community so I think that what we have planned for November and December and next February will really we didn't tell them we didn't tell them about the gigs yet. Oh, we didn't tell them about the gigs yet. <laughs> but we can. Tell so them. we're going. We're doing these songs, right? And we have a new band, uh, Jimmy Higgins, Me Hall O'Connor, Me Hall O'Connor, Alton, and myself, and Barry Donahue's my bass player. We're going to go around to fairly uh, out of the way places and just bring music to the people. And we've been booked to do a few gigs already just by our names so when people hear the music hopefully played somewhere oh yeah um, we'll, we'll get some more gigs I just please really go, want please to do God, that we're going <clears> to <throat> I'm going to help you obviously because it's it's totally in my interest I'm thrilled but we'll the lumberjack that you've recorded with me we're going to get that mixed and mastered and, and send it yeah. out and hopefully get some radio play but the gigs uh, they're not like announced yet because they're not on sale but we, we'll try and get them announced in the next few days and actually then next week maybe when we do our next podcast so yeah we're looking forward to doing gigs in November and December and we'll be adding more and um, you know we'll be telling you all about them yeah this is exciting and it's funny when you just said that to me there Mary about the um, <clears throat> oh listen to that the rain again when you mentioned, you know, it's been 40 years. You're back in County Galway at the moment, writing and recording a bit. And now, even when, as you're saying that to me and you want to mark it next year and do something, that's really cool. That's kind of just getting me, giving me more of an idea of what you want to sit down if we sit down to write. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier about like even, you know, 
the old street you grew up on and the people you yeah, knew. Yeah, those lyrics I sent last week, you know, yeah, about okay. all of that and my parents' ballroom dancing, Tony Chambers, stuff and Irish dancing. I have medals for Irish dancing. It's just, I mean, there's a song that I, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's Tom Waits and he's talking about his childhood and I've loved it. I mean, it was on an album. I can't remember it, but I listened to it a lot and it's a kind of a stream. It's, it's stuff that Van Morrison did as well, you know, Astral Weeks. Um, oh, wow. You know, like stream of consciousness sort of yes. stuff um, about, you know, saying names of places. It's just personal and, and it doesn't matter whether people know what you're talking about. It Because it matters to you so much, it, do you know what I mean? You can put it out there in a way that, you know, musically that it'll resonate with well, people. Well, I think if it's in that stream of consciousness feel as well, it's very dreamlike. So people can relate to yeah, that in do. a sense. And it's got that mystical feel to it then. And it's, it's in that little mystical world. So I think it becomes universal. I think that's why... We should go down the to the forest and record it down there. Oh, we should do something down there. We should there. do something down there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's magic. It's a great sound down there with the mossy, mossy oh. floor. <clears throat> well, that's exciting, Mary. We got to get on that. So we, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're moving. We're already making progress. We are. So it's awesome. And we will. We keep you posted about all of that. So yeah, will we do a song? Let's do the song, yeah. For the Let's crack, the because I, we again, we're making up this as we go along this podcast, so we don't know how long it'll run for. Uh, let's, will we do the lumberjack, you Let's and me? do the lumberjack, yeah. Now, maybe just for, because I don't have anyone doing the levels here for me, and we're chatting. And sit back from Sit the, back a little bit, Mary. Yeah. Sit back and relax. Sit back and relax, exactly. Yeah. We go for it? Go on. the Galway railway station Your brother there I can't say what I'm thinking A rice smile We'll meet in September All political lives end in failure We fell flat as if a tree There was a lumberjack you and me But I don't forget Our little face Just like the Sunday On that day Gonna follow the big sun Sink below the sea Let the night jam in Put this old love to sleep For all the time I held you close So many more I let you go Along the prom I wake a walk beneath the stack Watch boats sail They've travelled from your parts I no longer see you on these streets That place where I once saw heaven at your feet But that was many moons 
Just like the sun did on that day Gonna follow the big sun Sink below the sea Let the night time in Put this old love to sleep For all the times I held you close So many more I let you go I might have made a little hiccup there in the middle, but... Did you ever think that this is as good as it gets? <laughs> this is as good as it gets, bye. <laughs> oh, stop. So there's two other things we were ta- talking about that I I, um, I was shocked at. What? One, I was shocked at uh, Operation Transformation, got that much money from oh, the, yeah. the health service, uh, which is shocking, and I don't know if it's true or not, it's so crazy. The other thing is that you can pay up to twenty thousand euro for a couch. Oh yeah, we saw that on the on the line this morning, didn't we? <laughs> what yeah. the hell? Well, yeah, you showed yeah. me that. I couldn't believe that. A sofa. Well, it's an L-shaped sofa. I don't care what it is. It's a lounge. I don't suite. care if it's a Ferrari. You'd nearly get a Ferrari for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> twenty grand. Yeah, twenty grand. Because yeah. you know, I was. Th- I queued up the first really decent sofa I ever had. Um, <sighs> you queued up for a sofa. I queued up on the night. It wasn't. It was. New Year's Eve night. Were you drunk? No. No, I was living in Bray. I wasn't drunk at all. And, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, this is lately. Yeah, I sat there with three or four Not that other you've been people. drunk lately. I'm, I'm, you're sober 30 years. 30 years. So it was more than 30 years ago. It was more than 30 years ago? Yeah. I sat there one night. Why weren't you drunk? Well, it's like maybe, th- well, okay, maybe it was 29 years ago. I sat outside the furniture store because there was a sofa in the window I liked and a coffee table and they were both going for one euro okay it's a big so difference fir- in that and 20 grand the first people in the door got this got to choose two items and they were a euro each okay mm. so i was just passing by his local shop in bray and um i said oh my god you know and john was actually so it's 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 just less than 20 years ago john my partner was going back to new zealand on um the 27th of I'm not sure what day it was, but it was definitely the 27th, 28th of December. Okay. So I was coming back late from the airport. So I said, I'll sit here. And I had myself kitted out with a blanket and uh, drinking chocolate in a flask. And I brought my own chair. Why was it And when I got there, will I tell you, when I got there, there was another woman sitting there. And I said, well, there's no point in me, the two of us now sitting here waiting for the one thing. And I said, what do you want? She said, I want the white three-piece suite. And I said, okay, I want the leather one. And the, the black table said, oh, I have no interest in those. I said, great. So then other people came along and they all wanted different things. And they were all willing to sit out all night for the quid. Wow. So we had the best to crack. People were ringing us down Christmas dinners on plates. Oh, what, was it around Christmas? It or the same? It was after Christmas, December the 28th, ah, 29th. Yes, yeah. okay. And wow. the shops were going to open on New on New Year's Eve morning. Yeah, okay. For the sales, yeah. So we were in first. One euro. One euro. Still have the sofa. On particular items, like. Yeah, a euro for this magnificent table. What? That's. I mean, the shop has recently become called Bow Concept, which is the shop we were looking at, which had the sofas for twenty grand. So there you go. <laughs> I. You could be coming up to my house now and putting your arse down on a sofa for twenty grand that cost a euro. Well, you won't be putting your arse on anything around here that costs more than 80 quid. No, it didn't cost 20,000. Oh, yeah, the euro yes, one, sorry. The euro, Because yeah. I, I was telling you how thrifty I am. It's all done deal. Yeah, yeah, done deal. 
The house is done deal. Nah. The house is. Uh, you could. You could. Um, did you get the cabin on done deal? I got the I got the wood for the cabin on Dundee. Yeah. Who built it? Uh, my neighbour Anthony. He's a J- James who you met yesterday. Oh, his really? nephew. Yeah. Oh my god. He put it up, and I and my other neighbour, another James, did the uh, float as they call it, the concrete base. Shit, that's fantastic. Yeah, it cost me very little. But that's amazing that your neighbours would do that. Well, when like I moved, the years ago, when huh? I when I moved here, I you know the house wasn't completely habitable, so every, nearly everyone I met that did work on here. It round here it's from around here that's amazing did I tell you about the time I buried the money what yeah what <laughs> you buried money you had so much of it you hid it oh, I don't know should oh, I oh what so when I arrived here oh no <laughs> the the garden was full there was there was the guy who previously owned it was involved with a sawmill down the road so there was loads of old bits of wood like from old fences and everything left in the garden piled up and rubble and everything and uh I was going to get a skip to put it all into it. Oh, no. Yeah. And I, I joined a swimming pool when I came here. And I, I was down this in the... It's not making any sense. I was down in the sauna. You decided to throw it all in the swimming pool? No, I was down in the sauna and I, and I chatted to a fella and he said, where do you live? And I said, I live in a hasker. And he said, I'm your neighbour. And I said, and he knew the house. And I said, oh, I have a load of stuff in the garden, old fences and bits of crap. Oh, and, and I said, I might get a skip and get rid of it. And he said, no, he said, I, I drive a digger. I'll come down and we'll bury it all. Oh. And at the time, I had all my spare room full up of stuff. I had an old, an old dresser in there that was in the house, an old wooden dresser that wasn't uh, of any use. So I said, well, Jesus, I said, Francis is coming in the morning to, oh. to bury everything. So what I'll do is I'll throw the dresser on the pile. Oh, stop. And I threw the dresser on the pile. And which was it? And I came back from teaching that evening and the place was levelled and it was looked as good as new and I was thrilled. And I never forget, I hit I hit the button on the kettle to boil it. And I was in great form, skipping around singing. And as I hit the kettle, my hand started shaking. It came back to me. I, I had, I'd taken out two and a half thousand euro oh no. from the credit union to, oh to pay no. people to like pay Francis people. to do little oh jobs. Oh no, you buried it. And I, I said, I leave it in the cabinet up in the oh, the room for safekeeping so I, I was awake all night Francis oh, had the phone off <laughs> I lay in the bed cursing myself oh, from my height and he came back that morning and he dug the hole and uh, I found it oh my god the envelope was curled over <clears throat> and it was intact yeah I did much the same thing I threw it in I, was, <laughs> I swear to god I came home with money for something or other like probably a thousand euros and I had it in an envelope to pay somebody again like that and I was cleaning out the car because I was going to pick somebody up or going to a gig or something. Oh, no. I was cleaning out the car and I threw it all into the bin at the garage. But I went back. Was Your there? man said, he said, only the manager has the keys. So he said to open the bin. So I had to wait around for the manager to come and open the bin and we found the money. And my mother was going to Lourdes with mm. the annual trip to Lourdes from, from Galway. I think it was with Renmore Barracks, um, the army women. Really. And she was in town and she was getting passports and stuff for herself and my grandmother, I think. I can't remember exactly. Maybe myself and herself and my sister were going. And she had all the money and she was at the same time posting a letter to America. And she put the money into the envelope, which she took it out of the credit union. And she posted it. Oh. 
But she got it back. She got it back too. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I hear a lot of these stories, and they usually result it's in intentionally. A, they come back. Yeah, for another friend of mine, a pretty well-known session musician, said he was touring a lot all around America and everything, and he'd he'd about four or five grand in cash in an envelope in his pocket, and he arrived back in Galway, and he went on the belter for two or three days to drinking and drugs and you name for, it, and, so and everything. Just you know the usual, yeah, yeah, whatever bloody musicians do, and uh, or did or a lot would still do it. And he lost the four grand and he, he got a taxi driver to bring him out from town to find And he was telling the taxi driver where he was. And as he was driving to the estate, it was raining out dark. The taxi driver stopped. He said, what's that over there? And he got out. There was an envelope in a puddle, the four grand. Isn't that incredible? Great. Huh? Good, good. I I like them stories when there's an, uh, got the money back end and I don't like the ones. No, no, we won't go there. Yeah. Yeah. And St. Anthony, who's he? St. Anthony, my mother was, um, God bless her soul, was um, quite forgetful, like I am now myself. But daddy used to come in um, of a Friday or, I think he paid every Friday, he'd put the money on the mantelpiece over the range and she was forever losing money. Your mum? Yeah. So we'd have a we had a statue of Saint Anthony and she'd put a half crown under it for lot it's you know, he finds things. I even read uh, in the Sunday paper the other day somebody who was thanking Saint Anthony for something. But we used to, we used to take the money out. <laughs> we used to take the money out and uh, Mammy used to put it in uh, for, for and she'd and the thing would turn up. So she for th- for, for, for thanks, she'd give Saint Anthony a half crown or a shilling or something, you know what I mean? And he'd keep it, would he? No, we we take it. We we used to take it out. <laughs> Get in trouble, go down to shop and buy sweets with it. He didn't but, uh, really need it. I'd say he found a lot of stuff that he yeah. didn't give back. Yeah, but that was. Do you never heard of Saint Anthony? I wonder did Saint Anthony like find everything, and he was only selective about what he gave back. I don't know. Well, he's dead a long time. Saint now. Anthony's medal is that a thing or no? Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph's medal. What's the that? The medal. What's That's, I'm Mary. Sorry. Woman in the a woman a woman sends me things. She sent me two immaculate medals the other day, taped to the back of a cigarette packet. I got it. <laughs> Mary Coughlin Singer, what's Wicklow. An, what's an immaculate medal? It's, you know, your one Mary is standing there at the Virgin. She's standing there with the beautiful hands out like that and a blue cloak on her. And there's a big crown of stars all around her head. Oh, yeah, I know that. You image. get it at your chameleon. Yeah, and what's the point of it? I don't know, but she sent me two on the, on the, the back, back of a cigarette, cigarette box. box. Sellotaped on. And the address it has Ma- to make it onto the album. The, the, the address was Mary Coughlin Wicklow. Wicklow. That's it. Uh, Singer Ireland sometimes and it got gets you. me. Singer Ireland gets me. Mary Coughlin, Singer Ireland. Yeah, I've, I've got a few <clears> things I'll take a picture of the Immaculate Medal. I'll send it down to you and we'll write a song about it. Okay. Mary Immaculata. Mary Immaculate. Mm. And we can incorporate you into it because Mary and you're. Oh, yeah, I'm named for Mary. There you go. The Blessed Virgin. <laughs> so I don't mean to laugh after that. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Sorry. You're not not, you know I'm not. Do you notice I laugh a lot. My children were conceived in the normal fashion. Oh, it wasn't an immaculate conception. No, no, five of them. Five children. Yeah. It, now, five rides. It would, five. Be, <laughs> it would be a stretch if you made out that the five of them. Or we're immaculate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you see about the crocodile either. last week? Excuse me? Alligator last week in the zoo in some place or other gave birth to babies. She'd been on her own for 16 or 17 years. Was it the ground? When oh, the groundskeepers? Oh, you can read about it in the new people. Stop it, Olsen. You take everything to a whole 
filthy level. Well, the I'm just... crocodile was living on her own, and then they came up with this idea that she had a the baby didn't live, but she gave birth to um, um, a, another one of herself, uh, a crocodile. I think it was a crocodile. But there was no partner in there. No partner. So was... how did that happen? It's not quite known. Ah, come on. You can read it in the paper. It's all over the internet and yeah, everything. But, but there's pictures of it and all, yeah. It's a real zoo and a real animal. And I think she was a crocodile or an alligator on her own all those years and gave birth to a baby, yeah. Does the baby look like a gorilla? He's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up? No, I swear to God, it's true. <laughs> okay, we check it out later. Yeah. Oh. Do check it out. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I think we have cabin fever. Cabin fever? Yeah. This is only week two. <laughs> I was just kind of thinking, where do we go with this? It'll probably just get outrageous. Which would be great. Would be great. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it probably will. Uh, Miles McGoplin kind of stuff. What's Miles McGoplin? No, your man. What's his name? Miles McGoplin was the, the writer that wrote. You know, oh, come on. The man, half bicycle, half man thing. Wait a minute Come now, you're on. talking... What? We're talking about half gorillas, half crocodiles. Now half man, half <laughs> I'm trying to think of his name. He was a writer for the Irish Times, but he wrote under... The Donkey Archives was one of his things. The Donkey Archives? Donkey, you gob. You gom. The Donkey Archives. He wrote these books under um, a pseudonym called Miles and Nogopoline. Gopolines are horses, are they? Copoline, yeah. Uh, Look him up. We'll talk about him again. He wrote these fantastical, outrageous stories that were like totally fucking nuts, you know. On the in the Irish Times was a column. He did, yeah. Oh, and how I long goes all, that? I have all of them at home. How long goes that? Uh, I think he might have died in the fifties or. Oh, that long ago. Yeah. Oh, what's I have to ask you? What's the half man, half bicycle thing about? Um. Your man, there was a policeman on a bicycle and he, he kind of came, became half bicycle. You know, I am <laughs> 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 writing the tone because that's another yeah, song. The third policeman it's called. We'll write that. Yeah. Do you okay. know it? Yeah, that, no, that sounds familiar. Third sorry. policeman, yeah. yeah. Half man, half bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> bicycle. <laughs> Oh Lord! I've heard well, everything is possible. Now I've heard AI, the, like, you know. Do you know the what's when the your man, what's the mythical creature that's half horse, half man? That's yeah, me. <laughs> Just a half bicycle. The horse, <laughs> doesn't sound, horse of a man doesn't sound um, as mythical at all. When they started to talk about AI, I thought they were talking about artificial insemination. <laughs> Why are they talking about AI on the radio all the time now and in, on the internet? Like, and you know... Do you know, do you worry about where that's going to go in regards to music and art? Artificial insemination? <laughs> no, the intelligent, like they're writing songs now, isn't they, didn't they write a Smith song, you know, in the style of the Smiths? And party was awful. Oh, okay, was it? <clears throat> Nothing to worry Who about. Who could so. write what we write? Come on. AI? We did it in, we did it in Australia. The lads Aye. had chatbot on the computers. We were on the road for like two months and f- to amuse ourselves, we were at Port Ferry Festival. What's it called again? Chat something? Chatbot. Oh, right. Chatbot. I think that's what it was called. Chat, 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 GTP. Oh, yeah. GPG or yeah. PG tips or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have a cup of tea. It's, not my, it's not my favourite type of AI. 
Are you well, more a Barry's or Lines? Anyways, it was, and um, we started asking the questions about ourselves and me and writing a song in the style of Mary Copland. Oh, it's just yeah, it was just like. What was the song like? It was awful. Yeah, but it was basically, I think it was half towards the double cross or something like that. Oh, they take yeah, they yeah, just they're they just, basically. But it, it was instantly. It was quite instant. A Google search it and, up, yeah. and it's so it's a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, it is, yeah. Don't go far. <clears throat> <clears throat> Not right now. Ah, the end of Twitter is now. The end of Facebook is now. I'd imagine. Um, so I won't say I'd imagine because somebody said it to me. They reckon one of the first jobs to go or be threatened will be like graphic design because that is yeah, something. Yeah, I saw they that guy on television of, the other night. That, that is they, something they can kind of you know. They can do yeah. You know, steal stuff. But, but should we talk like? I mean, we we're always afraid that we're going to become irrelevant, but we're not. Yeah. They'll never come up with bad bastards like us again. Do you know, even <laughs> even. <laughs> Even stuff like self-checkouts, which have been around for years. What? You know, the self-checkouts puts people out of work, you know, in supermarkets. Oh, supermarkets. They've been around a long time, but even a a local place here got two of them in and the young guy working behind the actual counter kept coming out and he said, these things are a joke. He said, like, we're doing more work helping people with them, you know. The thing goes beep, 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 beep. And then you have to put your thing back in the basket. It's very frustrating. isn't it very, very frustrating? And then there's somebody there just basically running around to every one of them. I know, and, and every and like that poor person that's working there and people just cursing at these machines. It's it's yeah. And you know, we're talking about community earlier. Having somebody at the checkout and having a few words with them is that's a big part of people's days. Oh stop it. I have great chats with the women yeah. at the local supermarket in It's Kilmac, a big, uh, big part. Oh, I know them all. We know them all. We know where they're going on their holidays. I know what they do. They know what I do. They follow me around and that when I go off to Australia. Well, you but said they follow you around singing. They, I would be singing in the supermarket. Fierce. I'd be singing the, the, the Lumberjack now all week. And the, and A people. woman came up to me the other day. I was singing the song we recorded last week. The um, Hall of Mirrors. The Hall of Mirrors. And she was on the street. She said, uh, I was getting out of the car and I was singing away to myself, going over to the ticket machine and getting a ticket. And she said, you should be on stage. And I said, actually, I'll be in there in the Whale Theatre now in a couple of days, I said, or next month, I said, for a couple of nights. So she went in about two tickets. She'd Brilliant. never heard of me before. So that's, uh, well, self-advertising. You told me something before, if you don't mind me saying, that always stuck with me. At, oh. cr- at Christmas, you were shopping. Uh, yeah, that was awful. And some person came up to you and said, isn't it well for you? You can put whatever you want in that trolley. Yeah, and that's not always true, Mary. As a musician, is it? That's, that's not always true. No. Do you know that's the part? It's, that's the part that I found kind of like wow. It's a, yeah. I mean, it is true that I would have probably had enough money to fill up the trolley <clears throat> with some goodies. Um, I don't, on the other hand, buy any drugs or alcohol, so there was probably more chocolate in there than anything else. But um, yeah, I I understand um what what people think sometimes they think they see a public person or a person who um, is in the business and they just think they have have loads of money but i i I actually during during covid i actually sorted them all out and i told them how much i had actually earned like the people that were shamed on the the people that had to give i earned twenty two thousand euros and twenty three thousand and twenty five thousand in three years when i was filling in my farm for the the covid thing and the pub payment and the other day they were all on RT going up their two hundred and forty five thousand and their three hundred and fifty thousand and And that's not including maybe the twenty five thousand car allowance. Yeah. When I heard the anyway, ca- when I heard when I actually heard the car allowance, your man goes, I think it's in around two hundred thousand I make the CFO like he didn't even know his salary and he goes, Oh, and plus twenty five thousand car allowance and I just thought 
if I had a base income of 25,000 a year, a year. I'd, I'd be fine. We'd be flying. Yeah. And then we we're any, hoping for the three fifty. Anything gig-wise on top of that you might make and you pay your tax and everything's above board and it's all good. But that would be... But that's kind of like that grant they put out there that neither of us got the... Um, the lottery thing the, the basic living wage for artists Jesus, that would have been just so that for me too moon. that would have been yeah t- a, a kind of a ah well a we make a record instead well look at you we, and we get we and still, we can still sing and we get to gigs. give out yeah we get we get to yeah, give out give out very important part of very it. important part of inventing. our of our of our makeup inventing <laughs> inventing also inventing so that's it that's uh, it no, no. we leave it at that so and we'll um, next we'll, week we'll another be, one We'll see how outrageous this gets. You're not listening. You're not listening to me, Alton. <laughs> it's not called that. But you're not listening to me. You're never listening to me, Alton. I, um, I don't listen a lot of the time. It's true. My partner, John, said to me, you're not listening to me. I said, well, you never listen to me. So, I mean, you know. And were you listening to each other? You were listening never. when he said that, though. I was, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Okay. Bye. Bye. Do you, do you know what? I love your sign-off on the phone to me. What? Always when you ring, you go, bye! Bye! (laughs) Fuck off!